All right. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's Money Manny with uh, Convo Podcast and HTX TV coming at you. We are live right now on a podcast, so get the <coughs> get this screen in order. Yeah, I know I had a few guys pop on towards the end of the 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 podcast last week. I mean, actually on the YouTube live that I didn't even know they had responded, but I know at the end of the videos I said hello, so yeah, today we're going to do more updates, kind of see what's going on in the world. Um, yeah, football is not till Sunday. Actually, I don't even, I'm not sure if there's any, actually, let me see if there's any football games that came on. See real quick. It could have been Thursday night football. There, it might still be going on right. Now. Oh yeah, there was a there was a game tonight. The <clears throat> the Atlanta Falcons uh, beat the Carolina Panthers twenty five to seventeen. So um, good game for the Falcons. I'm not sure about the. Yeah, it shows here the first quarter of 7-6. Carolina was up. Then second quarter, Atlanta scored 10 to Carolina's 7. And then uh, third quarter, they both scored a field goal. Fourth quarter, <coughs> Atlanta came with uh, six points. Which could have been field goals or one touchdown, but they came out victorious in the end, 25-17. So <coughs> that is in our sports and every all the rest of the games will be this weekend. So, um, yeah, pretty much <clears throat> today we're gonna go over. Yeah, go over a second stimulus package. See if there's any other progress going on with our stimulus package, and uh, go also do dabble with our stocks. See where our stock market is at, and last but not least, our cryptocurrency market <clears throat> see where bitcoins at and uh, a lot of altcoins as well so uh, let's yeah see if anybody's gonna hop on here real quick I know last week it was didn't have any not that I saw I'm not sure when the when those guys hopped on last week so but uh, yeah so Halloween is this Saturday so not sure if people are going to trick or treat, <laughs> but uh, yeah, who knows, maybe they'll still go out and do a little something, if not, they can do the, I've heard of those trunk or treat, where they just do it out of the trunk of the, gather and do it out of the trunk of the cars or something, it's, I guess, more safe, so, uh, cool, let me see here, alright, we're good. I'm going to go and pull up some, yeah, I exited out most of my windows. I normally have them saved. Let me go and pull some. Let me see a second. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and for you, um, I definitely appreciate <coughs> you new subscribers. You know, I appreciate you guys. I saw some of you guys subscribe recently, 
uh, definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah, basically we're personal finance channel. You know, we, we do a little budgeting here and there. Um, you know, if you're going to go out and splurge your money, you might as well do it, but do it under a budget. Be a little conservative when it comes to your budgeting, and you'll always have control of your finances. I have definitely have learned that. You know, you got to act as if no matter, you know, let's say you, you have a good month and maybe you make double what you normally make, um, normally make per month. Instead of, you know, let's say instead of 3000 a month, you made 6000 You know what? You still treat it the same and stick to your budget. So um, I haven't really been doing a ton of budgeting on, you know, my videos, but I kind of like to stick to current events because <clears throat> most people are usually more interested in, you know, what's, go what's going on in the world and how it could affect your finances or your investing. So, <clears throat> but, um, let me see here. Let's see what these guys are. <clears throat> see what these guys are going to say about the second stimulus check. Yeah, and we're, we're also getting really, really close to within a little over a week of the, the election. I know that you know, with the stimulus check, they're pretty much a lot of them are focused on that. They were saying, I think last time they were saying they might look at passing a law before the election, at least to have that. So whoever the next president is could just follow through with that. Let me see here. Yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm going to check out this. Read this article. That's a pretty good sized article. And then we'll kind of go from there. It says the status of the $1,200 stimulus check. Yep. Yeah, and for you podcast listeners, we we are we're on Anchor. We we are on Spotify. You know, if you you can listen to our podcast for free on Spotify. And uh, they're looking at a few others. I think also you can use Google Play as well. So FYI, give you a few other options if you'd like. It's up, it's up to you. <clears throat> YouTubers as well. You can also check out our podcast. Uh, it's called Convo Podcast. And uh, <clears throat> here we go. It says, hopes that lawmakers in Washington could reach agreement on a fresh round of CV-19 relief before the presidential elections are all but extinguished. Senators adjourned on Monday and are not scheduled to return until November 9th, impeding progress on a new stimulus bill. So they're... <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're out till November 9th, which is yeah, a little over a week and a half or so. But here it says, although House Democrats and the Trump administration have narrowed their differences over another stimulus package, with the latest proposal approaching $2 trillion. Yeah, because I think the most they've offered was $1.8 trillion, and you add $0.2 trillion more, and that equals $2 trillion, including $1,200 stimulus checks and an extension of 
enhanced federal unemployment benefits. Numerous Senate Republicans had made clear their opposition to the size of the package. Uh, Muchin told CNBC earlier this month that a deal would be hard to get done before the election. Which kind of makes sense. It's understandable because I'm pretty sure both candidates, you know, I've, I've seen ads for both of them on social media, on even on YouTube. I've seen them out there, even on Facebook. So kudos to both candidates. Um, we'll see who the who gets the most votes. And it says, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Thursday revealed several areas that are still unresolved in talks with the Trump administration, indicating the two sides remain far apart on another measure designed to provide assistance to American families struggling during the CV-19 pandemic. <clears throat> In a letter to Muchin, who has been leading negotiations for the White House, Pelosi placed the blame for the ongoing stalemate squarely on the Trump administration. Arguing Democrats still not have received word on compromise language for a strategic testing, tracing, and treatment plan, vaccines, and Obamacare coverage for the Americans who are out of work. President Donald Trump earlier this month urged uh, Congress to pass a stimulus bill ahead of the November 3rd election that was a reversal from Trump's position. Earlier this month, when he pushed for a, a more limited series of individual measures, <clears throat> a CBSN special, special looks at the state of economy as a second round of federal stimulus checks hangs in the balance. So it shows here, there's a $500 billion, $1.8 trillion, which I just talked about, and possibly almost a $2.2 trillion um, um, offering. Republicans and Democrats disagreed on the size of the next stimulus package. McConnell said in a statement that slimmed-down proposal from Republicans, which carries a price tag of more than $500 billion. Yeah, let me double-check my... Okay, that looks pretty good. So, checking my camera angle. Yeah, so McConnell said in a statement they slimmed down proposal to Republicans, which carries a $500 billion tag, which would provide funds to expand unemployment benefits, another round of the, uh, the PPP program, financial aid to schools, and funding for testing and tracing. There was no mention of a second round of stimulus checks. Uh, I guess for that $500 billion offering. Pelosi had previously rejected a $1.8 trillion proposal by the White House, arguing that it did not do enough on provisions such as testing and tracing and on funding for child care earlier this month. Muchin said the administration's priority is to use $300 billion left from the CV-19 Aid Relief and Economic Security or, or CARES Act to fund the payment protection program with $130 billion left, as well as to provide aid to the airline industry. 
Economists warned that failing to inject another dose of fiscal stimulus could stall the recovery. Given the ongoing pandemic and economic headwinds, job growth around the U.S. is slowing as business continue to lay off workers, with the airline industry cutting tens of thousands of jobs this month. Without... Without faster job growth, unlikely at this stage of the recovery, will increase fiscal aid. Households, businesses, <clears throat> and state and local governments will be increasing susceptible to a deterioration of the health situation, noted Gregory Daco, chief U.S. economist at Oxford Economics. Spreading political mess. Even before the Senate adjourned, Wall Street analysis were skeptical about the odds of reaching a compromise on either a broad package or more limited measures, such as a stimulus payment before the election. Replenishing the Payment Protection Program, which offers low-cost loans to small businesses, is likely because lawmakers in both parties would likely want to attach additional measures to such a bill. Goldman Sachs economist Alec Phillips told investors in a report a standalone bill to authorize another round of stimulus payments to individuals is less likely as neither party has made that made it a priority. <clears throat> Which definitely seems like it, especially in the these negotiations uh, these last few months that we've been seeing. After both political um, Ames and opponents of Mr. Trump had voiced their opposition to the decision to shut down the stimulus negotiations. The president, president's push for smaller relief bills appear to be a hasty attempt to clean up a spreading political mess, according to Height Securities. Making this push after gladly taking the blame for killing the larger talks is not a winning strategy, and we expect that Pelosi has a little motivation to give Trump wins on the type of standalone aid he is asking for. Let's see here. With the pandemic showing a few signs of abating and early government aid now running out, many businesses and households are facing a financial crunch. One in three U.S. adults struggled to pay for basic expenses like food, rent, you know, at the end of September. And according to the Center of Budget and Policy Priorities, a liberal-leaning think tank. Wow, that's that's very true. I mean, I mean, everybody's kind of a different situation, but at the end of the day, the average person, I mean, they... Uh, Depending on their scenario, if they're working, if they're not, you know, it's, you know, at the end of the day, they, they got to pay, put food on their table and, you know, pay their rent, rent and or mortgage. So, you know, it can definitely be, uh, definitely understandable. That can be challenging. So, all right, let me check my, Alrighty. So moving along, the Democrats, I mean, excuse me, the Democrats uploaded I mean, updated um, the Heroes or Health Economic Recovery Act 
it was designed to offset some of those pressures, the relief bill which passed the House on October 1st, <clears throat> would have supported a wide range of economic programs, from food stamps to restoring $600 in extra weekly jobless benefits. But Mr. Trump soon tweeted that he was pulling the plug on negotiations over further stimulus. After the virus erupted in the U.S., this spring, CV-19 Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act had distributed some 160 million checks to Americans, offering cash payments of 1200 for individuals and 2400 for married couples, up to some income limits. Yeah, and yeah, let me have a drink of water. Yeah, it says uh, a boost of $1,200 per adult would certainly help alleviate financial stress, yet that one-time payment would only go so far a month's rent, for instance, or help with groceries and other bills, as with the initial route of checks, they would be distributed to earning less than 75000 per single taxpayer or 150000 per married couple. So... Here it shows, economists say other relief policies, policies have proved more effective at boosting the economy. For instance, an extra $600 in weekly unemployment pay helped bolster households that had suffered job or income losses until it, until it, it expired in July. In May alone, the program boosted personal income by over $840 billion. Wow, that's a lot. According to the uh, Economic Policy Institute, yeah, and one one small um, yeah, guys, definitely, <clears throat> if you're watching this live or maybe you're watching it live now and you weren't had didn't have time to watch it before, don't forget to smash that like button and help me out for the YouTube algorithm. And if you're not subscribed, definitely get subscribed and. Uh, now, after you subscribe and hit the red button, don't forget to hit the notification bell next to it as well so you can get all the updates on future videos and lives just like this. And <clears throat> and also, after you subscribe, I will personally I will go down and send you a personal message thanking you um, in the comments as well. So pretty much, depending on what I'm doing, I, I always stop and... I always answer uh, people in the comments fairly quickly, so I'm pretty big on that. So that that money helped. Um, oh, now back to the. Let's see where we're at. Uh, yeah, that money helped support local businesses, keeping the economy from collapsing under the impact of lockdowns. But uh, but Mr. Trump didn't mention renewing the program as a standalone funding effort, nor did Muchen earlier this month. Meanwhile, an extra $300 in weekly unemployment aid that Mr. Trump had ordered is already depleted in at least 20 states, according to the, you know, the unemployment.com, which tracks the program. 
That effort, called Lost Wages Assistant LWA, was created in August by tapping disaster relief funds, but it only provides six weeks in extra jobless benefits. We estimate the expiry of the LWA program will create a $600 billion annualized income cliff, leaving household income roughly 3% below its pre-COVID level in October, DACO wrote. With, with over 12 million individuals still claiming unemployment, benefits such as shortfall could have even deeper local consequences. All right. So... Yeah, we're pretty much now, we're pretty much waiting for the, I mean, who knows, anything could happen. They could pass a law, but from, for the most part, they're waiting for the election next week. Well, actually, they won't be back till November the 9th. But <clears throat> there's all these different things in place where, like, the last time I even read, they were saying that you know, even illegal aliens could get a check as well, or... And also, um, I think you need to register at IRS website. They might owe you money from the last uh, stimulus as well. So that would definitely be a good <laughs> a good thing to find out if they actually owe you money. So, which is it's so rare that the IRS even says that. So, oh hey hey um, yeah, I'm looking at the comments now. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Shaban and Sial, I see you. Yeah, I'm going to type you a note. There we go. I just, I need, <clears throat> these, I've been doing these lives for like over, definitely over two or three weeks now, and I didn't realize you can actually type back, so. I mean, I can, I'm in live, so I can talk to you back, but. Yeah, let me, um, yeah, for you guys on the podcast, I am, I'm replying to one of the live texters, Shaban Sial, and I'm saying, hey, how are you doing, uh, where, There we go. Oops. I'm typing it to him. Where are you watching from? Cool. So while he's doing that, yeah, where are you watching from? I was wondering, because I know there's, I've seen different people from different areas that could be uh, literally watching from anywhere. Yeah, well... I'll go ahead and yeah. While he's, let me make sure. I don't know if he. Nope. Okay, nothing before that. Cool. So he'll eventually write back. So until he writes back, though, I am going to. Yeah, go ahead and go. I'm going to take a small break because for my podcasters, you know, I need a little little break for my uh, 
for my future sponsors. So we uh, we'll be right back, and I'll be right back. Uh, grab you a snack, grab you a drink, and we'll see you here in a few minutes. All right, guys, and uh, back to our next segment. We are going to go over, let me see if I can, going to go over the stock market. Yeah, let's see where everything's at. Everything is all up in a up in a whirl. Looking for my really credible website and ooh, everything. Ending, so this is ending Thursday going into Friday tomorrow, <clears throat> United States time. Yeah, the the Dow, everything's in the green. The Dow, NASDAQ, and the S&P 500 are in the green. So, yeah, so I'm going to go over, you know, like the usual, <clears throat> for you uh, for you new guys watching, I'm going to go ahead and say it again for subscribers. Obviously, you know what I normally go through. The I'm going to go over the Dow. You know the Dow, Nasdaq, S and P 500, some popular stocks, some gainer stocks that are gaining, and then like a few stocks that are, you know, on the low and low, going down, and some commodities, and maybe a few, a few industries. You know, industries. It's telling you where they're going up or down. And at the end, at the very, very end, a few, few currencies, a few different currencies around the world, because some people actually invest in currencies. Yeah, so, all right, we are ready to roll. The Dow is at a, it's in the green. It's at a plus. 0.52% increase, and right now it is traded at <clears throat> 26659 dollars and is up $139. That's pretty good. Um, the NASDAQ is at a 1.64% increase, and it is traded right now at $11,185, and that's at a plus $180. That's actually pretty good. S&P 500 is at a 1.1% increase and it is traded right now at $3310 and that's $39 in the green. So <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> so that is at a Yeah, just a little over 1% increase, not bad. Green is all, always better than the red, but I guess if you're already trading it, it is, but depends on when you're going to buy and when you're going to sell. Q 
key key uh, thing to investing is buy on the dip, the lowest dip, and then sell and as high as it goes without dipping. So obviously anywhere from five to twenty percent, and you are making some money, buddy. So all right, let's check out some spot popular stocks. Apple Inc. is at $114.55, and that's at a 3% increase in the green. Citigroup Incorporated is at $41.15 traded, and that's a 0.05% in the green increase. That's pretty good. General Electric Company is at a 7.37%. Uh, traded and seven dollars and thirty-seven cents. It's a traded at, and it's a negative point seven four percent on the decrease. Alphabet Incorporated is traded right now at fifteen hundred dollars and uh, fifteen hundred and fifty-five dollars, and that's at a, a little over three percent increase in the green. So that's good. Microsoft Corporation is at. Traded at $204, and it's at a 0.82% increase in the green. So those, they're still doing pretty good. Alrighty. Let's check out some... Alrighty. Now it's time for my gainers and my loser stocks. So... So my gainer stocks are, actually, let's check out their percentage points. Oh, so anywhere from 6% all the way to 16%. So anybody that's looking to trade that right now is definitely a, write, write those down. So I'm going to tell them, tell them to you right now. So the first one, the highest trading point was CBRE Group Incorporated, and they are um, at a 16.8% increase. That's actually really good. Whew, making some good money right there. If start trading that one. And uh, Twitter Incorporated is at 8.04% 8 increase. That's actually good. So much stuff going on in the world right now. Everybody has to tweet about it. So Tapestry Incorporated is at a 6.7% increase. Pretty good. Uh, Martin Marinetta. Marinera, or um, uh, Martin Mar Marietta Materials Incorporated, say that ten times really fast, is at a six point five percent increase. So they're doing pretty good. They're still <clears throat> looks like they're still getting some work done. Uh, Textron Incorporated is at six point one percent increase, and so they're still making money, which is good. All right, get some more water here. All right, now let's get to my losing stocks for the day. And my first one is Fidelity National, and that's at a negative 5.6% decrease in the red. Uh, next one, Ralph Lauren Corporation, a negative 5% decrease, I guess. During an election, before an election, a lot of people don't really care about what shirt they wear. Kind of makes sense. And Centene Corporation is at a negative 4.6% decrease. 
And then Anthem Incorporated is at a negative 4.3% decrease. And last but not least, last uh, loser for the day is Marsh and McLennan Companies Incorporated. That's at a negative 4.2% decrease. So those are the gainers and losers for the day. And um, let's do some commodities. What is corn at? Corn is <clears throat> kind of about the same. What I've noticed, corn doesn't really go that much up or that much down. But if you have about $10 million to invest, I guess it's you can buy and sell, make some money on that. But right now it's down 40.44% a decrease. Right now it's traded at $396. And um, actually, everything else is in the green. All the other commodities, silver is at $23.54, and that's at a plus 0.79% increase in, in the green. Right now, gold is priced at $1,874. That's a plus 0.33% increase in the green. Gas is at 3 um um, gas is priced at $3.34, and that's at a 1.03% increase, a little over 1%. And uh, oil right now is $36 a barrel. That's a plus 0.22% increase in the green, so not too shabby. Yeah, let's check out some... Yeah, I'll just point out your top industry. Right now, your top industry that's increasing and expanding is consumer durables. So, yeah, I guess consumer durables, I think we talked about that like a few weeks ago. Uh, just I guess it's kind of like general consumer things that you need, maybe at the stores. Um, transportation, 11.2% increase. That's pretty high. Compared to everything else, everything else is uh, uh, electronic technology, 10% increase in the green, and retail trade, nine plus 9% per, percent increase. So, Yeah, let me fix my background here real quick. Ready here. There we go. Yeah, I do. I do that background because just to cover myself for YouTube, make sure I don't get dinged for it. The uh, yeah, the, as long as you have stuff that's not copyrighted, you're you're all good. So, alrighty. So let me see. And yeah, those are pretty much the. Uh, Technology services, yeah, so pretty much anything computers, technologies. Everything else was under 9%, which, or yeah, under 7%, which is, I'm not going to go into that. Um, um, then the most bottomed out um, industry is actually shows finance. It's a negative 3.07%. So, could be people, not, not many people care about their credit right now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so... 
You know, like, could die of a pandemic or fix your credit, you know? I mean, it, it is important, um, you know, definitely encourage people to fix their credit. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's all the... Looking here. Oh, okay. Almost forgot. I was like, I knew I'm forgetting something. But, oh, someone on Facebook was letting me know they were sharing my live chat. So, cool. Oh, okay, cool. Let me, uh, Shaban is, yeah, I see your text, Shaban. Cool, awesome. You're in Pakistan. Nice. Yeah, we actually have, I'm in, you know, Southwest Houston, we have tons of people from Pakistan and also other parts of the Middle East. You know, we have an area of town where it's just like nothing but tons of um, different, you know, I know some guys that speak Punjabi, some guys that speak Urdu, you know, all this different stuff. I learned a little, little bit of Punjabi um, from some, a few of my friends. Actually, I used to go to uh, Indian night um, back in the days when I was about... Um, um, yeah, back in the days, I used to have a few buddies. We used to have a Punjabi night, or Indian night at the, you know, at the lounges. Yeah, we used to go to that. A lot of good music, a lot of good food. Um, they had a place called Bollywood, which was really cool. So, awesome, buddy. Yeah, spread the word. Um, yeah, spread the word with your buddies. Yeah, if any of your buddies are looking to get in, maybe the the stock market. You know, the New York Stock Exchange, that's kind of a lot of the markets that I go over. You know, it's definitely a good market. Um, S&P 500, from what I've heard, has never failed for years. So S&P 500 is it's one of those things. It's kind of a slow stock, but if, you know, if you do got some money to invest into it or your, your buddies do, it's definitely a good one because it kind of does a continual thing. It just keeps going up and up and up. Definitely is a good one to check out, too, so... And again, guys, definitely a small disclaimer, this, this videos that I do are strictly for entertainment purposes only. You know, anything you do outside of, out of this is definitely purely your choice. So, but uh, definitely I wish you guys all the best, whatever choices you choose to do. And I hope to give you the, the best information that I could get possibly give to you to, to make, uh, you know, positive investment choices or, or, or whatever you choose to do. So. Yeah, let me give him a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm going to text him this real quick. we can get into let's check out I think I'm gonna go back let's check out some cryptocurrency yeah so I've I've kind of been looking at Bitcoin a little bit and it's been going up let's 
think it's already over 13 grand. Yeah. So Bitcoin, let me take a small drink of water. Yeah, so Bitcoin, <clears throat> right now it's being traded at $13,408. It actually just went up right now. I just saw it. It went up like $6. $13,408. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so you guys definitely should be throwing your money into some Bitcoin. I highly encourage it. Throw Bitcoin. I highly encourage it. Because it is going up. <laughs> Not sure if it's ever going to come back down, but it is pretty solid. Uh, yeah, 13000 It just, yeah, $389. So that's doing well. It's at a plus 0.73% in the green. That's actually really good. Funny part is all my altcoins are in the red, but they're only like 2 Two to four percent in the red. So, Ethereum. Ethereum is at three hundred and eighty-three dollars traded right now, and it's at a negative two point one percent decrease. That's not that bad though. Litecoin is at a negative fifty-three dollars and and ninety-eight cents traded as, and it's at a minus four point two percent decrease. Uh, XRP, which is Ripple, it's at 24 cents right now and negative 2.9% decrease. Um, Bitcoin Cash is at $263 traded, negative 2.1% decrease. And EOS is, is at a 2.6%, I mean, excuse me, $2.60. Um, traded as, and it's at negative 2.6% decrease in the red. So, yeah, let's see what they got to say. I know some of the stuff has been... Oh, yeah, I think we talked a little bit about the Mongolian bank. The Mongolia's largest bank to offer... Crypto related related services. Yeah, let me read that again. That is very interesting. The country continues to make slow but sure steps on its way to be becoming a crypto friendly nation. Mongolia. Mongolia's largest bank will soon begin offering crypto services including custody, remittance, deposit, loans, crypto asset management. According to D-Daily blockchain company Hexland, founded by former Samsung developers and white-label tech company uh, Dilio, um, have agreed to start working with the Ola Batar based trade and development bank of Mongolia or TDB Bank. It's one of Mongolia's oldest banks with 50 branches across the nation, banking second out of 17 Mongolian banks in terms of total assets. But the deal is not is not limited to the three parties aforementioned. The media outlet detailed that MDKA 
Mongolian mineral resource and blockchain company whose partners include crypto mining giant Bitfury was also included in the agreement. Yeah, it says its portfolio includes over 400 Mongolian companies. Oh, wow. Offering them services services such as loan, trade loans, financial consulting, among others. Hexland, meanwhile, provides services such as blockchain, smart contract development, and verifications, as well as wallet development, among other solutions. Let me... Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm checking my... <clears throat> checking my text. Shaban is wrote again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... So, Shaban, back in the day, I, we used to have... <clears throat> they actually would have Indian night, Punjabi night. And, um, yeah, Houston is... It's a huge melting pot, so there's tons of different cultures everywhere. Uh, I'm Hispanic, but... You know, I have tons of friends, all all different races and everything. And, yeah, we, we used to get together. Uh, one of the lounges of Friday night, they would play tons of, like, Bollywood, you know, Indian music. And it would be in, you know, some would be in English and some would be in, you know, maybe Punjabi, I think. And, uh, yeah, we would listen to it, have a blast and hang out, you know. You know, hang out all night and have a good time. You know, my pretty much my younger days when I think I was maybe early 30s or late 20s, something like that. So I'm definitely aging myself right now. So, but, uh, alrighty. So, yeah, definitely good to see you guys in Pakistan. Yeah, the, definitely check out the New York Stock Exchange as well. Even the cryptocurrencies, because, yeah, you could definitely use those. Yeah, Bitcoin right now is blowing up. So, yeah, let me get back to the last part of this this article about the Mongolian bank. And I will definitely call it a day. An, an unnamed official from Dilio told D-Daily that through this partnership, we are in full swing to enter the global virtual asset financial market with the most resources possible. However, a launch date has not been officially set for offering such crypto services to Mongolians. Okay, so they haven't set the date yet. Back in 2019, Ulaanbaatar City's administration agreed to partner with a South Korean blockchain company dubbed Terra in order to eventually replace the payment methods for utility bills and government uh, subsidies with Terra stablecoin. Mongolia has been taking steps in the crypto sphere since 2018. In that year, Cointelegraph reported that the country's largest mobile telecoms operator had become Mongolia's first licensed entity to issue its own digital currency. Okay. Wow, that's pretty awesome. So... So yeah, that's um, pretty much all I got for you guys today. Yeah, if you 
if you're watching this, maybe you maybe it's already it was the pre-recorded live. You know, if you're not subscribed, definitely hit that red subscribe button and hit that um, smash the the like button for the YouTube algorithm. It'll definitely help push things along for that awesome YouTube algorithm. So. Um, yeah, and it also my, um, I put check out my description. I have my social medias you can follow on there. If you'd like to support the channel, I would appreciate it. You can um, I have my support links on the description. So um, we'll see what what happens later this week. I'm going to be checking things out and uh, and it, yeah, signing off um, later, guys, on the podcast. Talk to you guys later. Y'all have a good one and um, let me. Y'all have a good one. We'll chat with you soon. Appreciate you guys. And, uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate you guys. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, the listeners, and also the uh, subscribers as well.